Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On today's episode, we have Carrie from Zen Den Meditation. Today, she talks about how divine timing plays a crucial role in her relationships, her business, and her love. It is such a great story she has for us. Actually, she has multiple amazing coincidences, if you will, throughout the episode. So let's get down to it. Here's Carrie. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. Thank you for having me. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Excited. It's my first little podcast. Oh, awesome. Ooh, you're a podcast virgin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I have so many things to talk to you about today, but I thought we'd kind of kick it off with your story, your background, and you know how you got sober, why you got sober, and then we'll move on to what, yeah. what amazing things you're doing today because I'm so excited about what you're doing today. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, I guess we'll go way back. Yeah, bring us back. Where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> Where shall I begin with this? Okay, so um, I, I guess like I'd always take off a month of sobriety like I've I've always been that girl that would be up till you know the very end of the night you know mm-hmm. just like I'd had major FOMO every time I would drink like I would have to make sure I'm you know staying up and partying as hard as I can and I just I lived for the party and so um I when I first moved to Vancouver I wanted to get into acting mm-hmm. and I was you know obviously had to work a serving job and I got fired from almost pretty much every serving job that I did. Oh no. So once I gave up on that and yeah, once I gave up on the whole thing, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not happy. I'm like struggling to make ends meet in the city. I, I'm, I grew up in Edmonton. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not going back there. Oh heck no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and so no, there's definitely nothing there. And I just fell in love with Vancouver, but I just, I just didn't find the passion anymore for acting and I didn't find like I was I was stuck in a rut you know I was Mm. I was partying too much and I wasn't taking the the classes like like I was before like I actually moved to Toronto before moving to Vancouver for four months and oh I got my shit together there but then it just things started sliding when I lived in Vancouver I got in with uh you know a couple different crowds and we're always just partying and drinking and I was about 21 and um yeah so you know, the, those, those ages, you're still kind of 
finding yourself. So, right. um, and it's kind of acceptable to be a crazy person. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, like this 20, is it. yeah, it's like super in acceptable city and making friends and, you know, like working in the, the industry of course, like being around alcohol all the time. It's just, you get sucked into it. Yeah. So, um, I decided I was done with the serving. I was so miserable and I just wasn't going out for, you know, the roles like, you know, that I was, uh, Serving is you know, pretty as hard. excited for previously. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It takes so much out of you. And like the, your body, like emotionally, like, yes. Oh, I couldn't even, I could not keep up with it. And, um, and I'm someone that like, it shows on my face. Like it's mm -hmm. hard for me to put on like a happy face when I'm, you know, dying inside. Absolutely. So I, I, so I switched everything. I, I came from a background of makeup artistry. I actually originally got into makeup thinking like, oh, I'll work on actors one day. That'll be my, my, you know, my way in. Oh, Cause no I way. always wanted to get into acting. Yeah. And then did you go to Blanche I always McDonald? found the passion with it. No, I went to the European Institute of Aesthetics in Edmonton. I took other little makeup courses as well. Oh, okay. So, um, there was always something on the back. Like I, it was like my little hobby on the side. Right. So I, I actually had that going when I was serving and doing, um, pursuing acting. Oh, I was wow. doing some, you know, makeup jobs on the side and, and things like that. And then I worked for, um, a mobile makeup artistry company here. And so I just decided, you know what? I'm going to switch everything. I'm going to put my focus into the cosmetic industry and actually lock in in like a, you know, a salary position mm -hmm. because I can't be doing this you know, the serving job anymore. And so once I got in, uh, I got a job with uh, a men's skincare line and um, it was to cover Western Canada mm -hmm. and it was out of the Sephora stores. Oh, cool. And I was just stoked. Like I felt like I won the lottery. It was only three days a week, but it's account coordinator position. And I was like, this is going to, you know, bring me to big and better things. Like I, I, my end goal was to work as an account executive for one of the bigger brands, like Urban Decay. I always had my eye on. Okay. So, and it was actually on my dream, my vision board too. It's funny. I put L'Oreal and L'Oreal owns Urban Decay. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, yeah, I had it on my, my vision board. <laughs> so, um, I had Sephora on there and I looked at it years later. I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> Probably just put that on there because I wanted like makeup or something. Right. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know I was actually going to work there. So, um, so once I got the job for Anthony skincare line, I was like, oh God, like, Gary, you cannot get fired from this. This is your way into this, you know, the cosmetic industry. Right. Like, you know, you could actually survive in the city by with a job like this. And there's all these other perks. I would see other reps. And, you know, if you move your way up, you get a company car and, Ooh. you know, you get all these perks and everything. So I was like, I have to get there one day. And, you know, I, I just, the, the, the security of that just looked so enticing for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got to get it together. So I would actually take off every, a month drinking every couple months. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I got, I got this together. You know, like right. I'm not that bad. Like my other friends, they can't, they can't quit. Like, you know, they, they're the ones with the problem. Right. Like I can at least go a month, you know, you just, you just tell yourself these things. And then I moved my way up. I, became junior account executive for Too Faced Cosmetics. And then oh, cool. I became an account executive for Urban Decay. So I no moved all the way up to the, the top of where I wanted to go. Yeah. And once I got there, I was like, 
okay, now what? Right. You know, I was like, got to my end goal because I only ever saw myself as being an account executive. I know there's so much you can become a field sales director, but I never saw myself as that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it was until um, I was still working for Two Faced and I was so done with the whole month off every couple months. Yeah. And actually the reason why, so this is how I got into this, like, I say, I, I tell people it's like the veil was lifted. Nice. So this is when the veil was lifted for me and I was able to see through all this darkness that I was, I was in. I, um, with Too Faced, they had a, a, an amazing benefits package. Okay. So what I did, I was, uh, you know, obviously hitting up all the, the healers and, and stuff that, uh, did acupuncture, but also were, was a healer in like an energy healer. Cause I was always, um, I brought up, I was brought up being very spiritual. Like my mom and I oh. would, you know, go to psychics and, and just be around the crystals all the time. And right. I was just so drawn to it. So I was drawn to seeing, um, you know, a massage therapist that also did some healing as well. And it was more like Reiki the spiritual side of things. So I could really connect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And they did their, like I did acupuncture and she combined it with Reiki and it was incredible. Ooh. And so once that happened for me, I'll never forget like that one month of taking off drinking. Mm -hmm. I went and saw all these healers and I will never forget the feeling. And I remember crying and I'm like, I don't want to go back there. Like I want to actually be sober long now. Like I want this to be forever. Like the feeling that would happen, like the things that would happen for me would mm -hmm. just unfold in just beautiful ways. And I saw my life change in such a short amount of time, but I just, it was scary. It was very scary. And, yeah. you know, I stopped seeing the healer because obviously it got expensive. Yeah. And they're, they're not cheap. That's when I fell back. No. And then I fell back into it. Oh. So it was, it was a couple months and then three or four months later. So it was September. And then that April it happened again. And I went a month sober. I saw the healers again, mm -hmm. but then it was like not the time. And then three months later. So in a span of 10 months is when I struggled, but it wasn't, it was like I was peeling the onion layers. Like I was getting closer because right. by that August, that's when I, it stuck and I was done. And the night before I, I had a boxed wine at home. Like oh I my just gosh. bought it and my friend was over. We got in this weird, stupid fight and I was just like, yeah. I want to die. I remember thinking like at night, I like cried myself to sleep. I was like, I feel so like, I hate myself. I hate my life. And mm. I remember just crying myself to sleep, praying to God, like, please help me. Please help me. I'm so sick of this roller coaster I'm putting myself through. Mm -hmm. And then I fell asleep, woke up the next morning and I heard like a voice saying, mm. it's done. You're done. And I'm like, whoa, like it was like this strong, like, it was my voice. It's like, you know what they say when you get an intuitive message, it yes. was really strong and affirming, but it was like this, like, like I, I just, I knew it was done. And I, but I kept that box of wine in my fridge for weeks. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll start drinking. I don't know. Like I might need it. Was, it. it was definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is real. Like I've done this before, but it right. was just things started aligning. Synchronicities were just like falling in place like crazy. And I just, um, a girl that I met actually through Sephora, she's like, my sister goes to AA. Cause I told her, I was like, God, I, mm -hmm. I want to quit. Cause it was around the time the fentanyl started to, um, it was the year, it was the summer before the fentanyl really became a bad, bad issue. Um, what? and I remember telling my girlfriend, can you a talk a little bit about, about that? Cause like that is not, 
Like in LA, it's not a big thing like it is here in Vancouver. Um, when yeah, when so, did that kind of start and what happened? Like, so why? when I quit, it was 20, yeah, so it was 2015 when I, when I quit. Okay. And it was that summer that it started to kind of leak. Like I remember with the first, um, when I first heard about it, it was a couple in North Van. They had a little baby. They were like the most perfect. Like they didn't have a drug problem. They had like money. They were like, they, they didn't, you know, like you would, you would kind of assume sometimes people would, um, like sometimes you just kind of judge people on that. Like, oh, they must be right. uh, homeless or something. Right. right. But or like crazy no, they addicts just, they, or like. Yeah. Yeah. Like years in. They, they, yeah. Yeah. And it was just a one night partying and I think they just they dabbled in it right like I was like I would with drinking it would come with like the drugs would be around and I'm like okay but drinking was always more of my issues right. but it would if it was around then I'm like you know I'm like oh yeah do it like let's go do cocaine and yeah um but drinking uh, was like the gateway all that to stuff that. so yeah and if it was around then it was like okay yeah um but it was I think that's what they're fed it was laced with something and then that's what scared me and I was like oh my god someone's gonna die someone's gonna die I remember a week before mm -hmm. and a week before actually there's a one of our friends he it, it looked like he overdosed it was really strange like I actually end up sleeping through the whole day because we were up all night the night before yeah I slept the whole day and I woke up and I remember looking at my clock and it was like eight uh, eight o'clock I was like oh it's eight in the morning I was like what it's 8 p.m and oh. I, call, I missed all these missed calls from her and I called her she's bawling and she's like I'm at his house he overdosed. I was like, what? And I, I got in my car, ran over there. And yeah, he was like unresponsive on the ground. Like, I think back, I'm like, holy crap, we like we're lucky that she didn't die. Yeah. And that's when things started to really kind of hit hard for me. Like, okay, someone's gonna die. And I just had this overwhelming feeling it would have been me if mm -hmm. I didn't stop. Like I just felt this like I can't keep going on like this. You know, and mm -hmm. um yeah, I've had a couple scares too and stuff. So it was just out of control. And and then that's when the there's articles coming out, how the fentanyl is being laced. And I'm like, hey, this is getting scary, you guys. You know, wow. like I'm like, we, someone, we need to stop. And so everyone got scared for a while. Like the group of friends, we all did. Like they all stopped for like the week. Right. But I was like, no. Yeah, they, I think they went like a week or something. And then they're like, oh no, we have it under control. And then I just realized I have to distance myself. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, it's it's not good for for me, and and I, I can't keep doing this roller coaster. If I if I have to hang out with them, it's gonna it, it's it's just gonna get me to want to do it again or something. Yeah, because it's that's what it proved in the past. So um, I just started to really commit to being sober and. It just happened that a girl from a um, that I met through Sephora mm -hmm. said her twin sister was going to AA, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, uh, aren't crazy people like don't don't crazy people go there? <laughs> like, like you just you just assume, right? Yeah, like the and stigma, so I started to go, sure. and oh my god, yeah, and it just changed everything. So that's when I really found like, oh wow, like this is incredible. Like I would leave feeling really great, mm -hmm. um, and then soon after I was always somewhat involved like my I had a girlfriend from work who I'm still really close with um makeup another makeup artist and she told me about ayahuasca and we actually went to um someone's place and uh we did like a little potluck and everything and he was talking about ayahuasca and, and things and um mm -hmm. 
it was back in April. So that's when I wasn't ready, but she already went through the whole process. And I even, I drifted from her. Like when I, when I turned to alcohol, I would drift from my spiritual friends, even though I ha still had my spiritual friends. Right. So I just got closer again with my spiritual friends. And then, um, I'm like, I'm ready. Cause I told her before I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to face my demons. Like, Oh, I can't even imagine. Like, cause I was so deep into it. Yeah. But once I was two months sober, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready now. Like, I think I've extracted some of the demons. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it won't be as bad because I've heard horror stories about it being like traumatic. So um, I felt ready and I was two months. The two month point, a lot happened for me. Yeah. It was a point where I was started to itch like, oh my gosh, not itch to want to drink, but itch in a way of being uncomfortable, like completely uncomfortable in my own skin. And, and feeling like I was forcing myself. Hmm. Like even I, my mom was like, you didn't have an alcohol problem. And I'm just like, well, it's, you know, it's the way that I did it. Like, you know, I was able to function and go to work. And it's not like I was missing work and, and all right. that. It was just the way that I felt. Like I was, you know, and I, I, I knew I wasn't going to meet a guy in that state because I scared away every single guy <laughs> when I was drinking. <laughs> the crazy came yeah. out. Um <laughs> I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. So yeah, it was definitely... Around the two month, and I was like, I remember being on the phone with a girl from AA, be like, it's smoking. I wasn't even, I don't even know why. I just picked up smoking for like a couple of weeks there. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just crack. anything I, don't I can know. put in like, my mouth. I feel like just so get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready. So I booked my first ayahuasca on Halloween night. Wow. But I had, I, I right before, a week before, I don't know why, I kept getting this like urge to buy a cat. I was like, buy an animal. You need an animal. You need an animal. And I was like, Aww. in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, I think an animal will help keep me sober. But I, I, I've always been a dog person. Right. So I was like, well, I can't have a dog because I travel so much for work. Mm -hmm. So a cat just kept coming to me and a girl from work. We went on a work trip and she was showing me all her three cats. And I was like, okay, I want a cat now. <laughs> and then so I went on Craigslist and I found this funny looking little kitten. And I was like, that's the one. He was in Langley. And I convinced the the breeder to give it to me uh a week before he was even supposed to leave so i went all the way there on the way back so this is an interesting story okay on the way back he was in a little box on the in the passenger side of the car and i was like i was i thought i was gonna name him Smokey. uh-huh and uh i was like okay well maybe i'll just but it didn't it didn't fit right it something didn't seem right with him. yeah he doesn't really look like a Smokey. so i was like okay well maybe if i you know just call out certain names. Maybe he'll meow at one of them. So I was like, Smokey, like Jimmy. Like, I, don't know. I was just like throwing all these names out. And then I was like, oh, I was getting frustrated. And I was like, nothing just seems right. And then so I asked my higher self. I just collected myself and just focused on my breath for a moment and asked my higher self, okay, what should I name him? And Chip came to me. And I was Chip? like, Chip? Chip, like, 
chip? Like, why would I? And the first chip that came to me was the Lululemon co-founder. And around that time, that's when like the see-through Lululemon pants were like <laughs> happening. And it was like all this controversy. And I was like, Chip Wilson? Like, I'm not naming my cat after him. And, oh my God. And then, so I said Chip and he was meowing like crazy. And I was like, okay, that's a one-off. So I, moved, I switched to different names. Yeah. Went back to Chip. He was meowing again like crazy. No way. So I was like, oh, I guess his name is Chip. And then later that night, I messaged my mom and like, I don't know about this. Like, yeah, he's like, everyone's like, yeah, that's a weird name. I was like, yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll change it. Right as I was thinking of changing it, a girl from AA messages me. She goes, hey, guess what? I got my three-month chip today. I was like, oh, he's my little sobriety chip. Like, oh, I get it. Like, <laughs> oh, and then gosh. it gets better. So so then um, the breeder, I was like, when's his birthday? So I asked the breeder when his birthday was. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's September 7th. And I'm like, oh, my God. My sobriety date is August 7th. And what? he was born on my one month sobriety. And you get, you know, you in AA, you get the one month chip. Yeah. Like that's your first chip. Right. Pretty much is the one month. So I'm like, he's my like forever little chip, sobriety chip. Oh my And God. then uh, when I moved in with Andrew, so now it gets even better. Okay. When um, I started dating Andrew, he's like, you know, I'm deathly allergic to cats, right? I was like, oh, oh no. no. It's like, I can't. I was like, he's everything to me. Yeah. Like, no way not give him up and so he's like well i'll take allergy pills and i moved him in thinking like okay we're gonna have to like stock up on these allergy pills and stuff and um he wasn't allergic like it was what? he was like this is crazy and i know he's not a hypoallergenic cat like right. i had friends like deathly like i can't even be in your apartment like your cat is getting to me. right andrew was just like like shocked like he's like i cannot believe this and i've seen him with other animals and he does get allergic so yeah. it is very like it's crazy yeah and he needed to get sober when i brought chip into his life so <laughs> chip's a special little cat wow a little healer sobriety cat oh my god that's um, so sweet little baby chip yeah and then i think i'm trailing off now there's a lot there's a lot to say <laughs> no this, that's good the sobriety story um um let's talk but, about andrew yeah how did you guys how did you yeah. guys meet? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. Okay, so this is another <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> I love so, story. I love okay, these stories. Dude, I, I got I gotta go back. Okay, I gotta go back to the very beginning. Kay. So um I moved here to get into acting. Right. And I was dating a guy. 
uh, six years by this point. Okay. And he was not supportive because all of a sudden I'm six years with him and I'm like, I want to be an actress. He's like, what? Yeah. Like, we, were, we were from Edmonton. I'm like, I'm moving to Toronto. I saved up a couple grand, moved to Toronto by myself. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not moving there. And, you know, we couldn't do the long distance. So he moved to Vancouver. But he was also trying to get back into his skiing career okay. at the time. So, um, but we just had a tumultuous relationship, a lot of cheating. And like, he would cheat on me and then I would cheat on him. Oh, it was my like God. this stupid back and forth, like childish game. And yes. It's just a lot of, uh, you know, how it was, it was our first, um, I was with him since I was 16. He was 19. Like, we were our first love i guess for each other yeah. so um but yeah it was just bad and uh when i first moved to vancouver he was getting back into his, his skiing career so he was in chile doing some training and we got into this fight and i don't know what it was over but i just i remember us breaking up for like that day mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd always of break course up like a couple days and get back to yeah, that a couple hours and earlier in the day yeah <laughs> you know it is at that age so I was watching an Oprah episode earlier. I was living with some Irish other, this actress when I first moved here. Uh-huh. And uh, I was watching an Oprah episode earlier that day about how some woman manifested her husband. And she's like, I wrote him down to a T, what he looked like, what he did for work. So I remembered that. And I was like, screw Sean, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to write my dream man. Like that, I'm done with him. And I was just like, I thought for sure it was like over by but this point. right and then um i wrote down uh green eyes like blonde wavy hair oh he had like actor was the first thing because i felt like he wasn't supporting me with it yeah like, i think you know especially coming from edmonton all of a sudden like why do you want to be an actress like, and I, there was i remember one time i had an audition i had to, to kiss someone and he was just not down with that so yeah yeah it was just um so I, i'm like he has to be an actor because then he'll support me with they just understand you guys are in the same yeah, it's more understanding. The same wavelength. Okay. Um, I put, yeah, okay, and then I I put sexy voice. This is what's so weird about this because <laughs> I don't know why I would put sexy voice. That's not something I ever looked at yeah. or even was into, like ever. Yeah. Like it was strange to me. And then I put five eleven to six two because my ex was my same height, so I'm like he has to be a little bit taller. Right. And I put like um you know. He rides, has a motorcycle, has a boat, and then all these other little things, and obviously the important stuff, like, right. you know, non-physical. But um, so 2012 rolled around, and I think uh, my ex and I broke up, like, a year after that. Mm-hmm. We got back together probably the next day, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then I kept the note in my book, and I totally forgot that I had it. And 2012 rolls around, and I'm with a friend, another actress, in the at the Blarney Stone in Gastown, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, Grayston's here." And I was like, "Huh?" And I knew that she was seeing some some actor guy, and in walks in Grayston, which is Andrew's best friend, and Andrew. And I'll never forget being on this like little swivel chair at the bar and turning around slowly. And Andrew's like, "Hey, I'm Drew," and his like deep raspy voice. I'm like, "Whoa, what is this?" <laughs> like I instantly felt this like energy shift. I was like who is this guy? Like, yeah. wow. Like I know, like I, I felt like I knew him or something. He's like, yeah, come I back to my that. place. So he actually lived in Zenden. Yeah. Previously. That's like, he lived there. Um, so he, we went back to his place and he showed us all these videos. Like, yeah, my friend and I were in this film together and this, and that, and all these things started adding up. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and it started to come like clear to me. Like, I swear, like, I swear I wrote about this guy. Like, this is weird. And I remember Whoa. getting to the elevator 
Um, or no, at the door when he said goodbye, he's like, yeah, well, we'll hang out next time. I'll, you know, take my motorcycle down to the boat. And I was like, what? what? I remember getting to the, yeah, I remember getting to the elevator and I'm like, okay, Andrea, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I swear I manifested this guy. I'm like, like, okay. I was like, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to get home to look at the piece of paper. Cause I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And yeah, I went home and I was like, holy crap, like check, check, check. But then the only thing I couldn't um, figure out was the color of his eyes. So I was like, mm. oh, did he have green eyes? Was it blue? And then I didn't know his name. And I don't think we even exchanged numbers, actually. Now I, I think it was, uh, we were planning on doing it through, like meeting up through my friend and, you know, the, uh, his his friend. Right. So for weeks, I was like, what, are his, what color are his eyes? And I finally found out his name. I Googled him. I was so excited because I'm like, I need to find out his the color of his eyes. Yeah. And I came across his headshot. And to this day, when I see that same picture, it gives me like chills. Aww. I'll never forget seeing that picture. And it was such green, vibrant eyes. And I'm like, wow, like he's everything on that list that I wrote. Like it was mind blowing to me. Um, but then we were both in bad stages. We would drink and, you know, party together. And, right. Uh, it was, I was, I was secretly like, in love with him because I was like I manifested him he's like <laughs> he's my dream man and I would journal about him I'm right like, I'm gonna marry him one day I know it and um but were you guys dating yeah it's uh no we would just I would we'd be like the party hookup like okay you know he would always have these massive parties this building used to be like a party building right. they'd have like foam rooftop parties oh my and God. all sorts of different parties all the time um so yeah, it definitely, it was, it, we were both not in the right headspace. Right. Yeah, like we, I think we both needed to work on ourselves and, and get some, some healing done on our own. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until a year and a half into my sobriety, I reconnected with him on Tinder. No I was like, way. oh, it's this guy again. And I didn't feel anything to him, for him, but because I was just like, oh, he's probably a mess still. Like, right. It's like, I don't know, because I remember him as him and I were both just like, just messes back then yeah of course and then um yeah like so then we just started talking and it's funny because um at the the december 31st i stayed home and i always do this thing where i write myself uh, a list of things i want to accomplish for the year ahead mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm gonna stay home and it was like a full moon that night it was something really powerful like an eclipse or something was happening and i was like i'm gonna stay home i'm gonna work on my vision board and i'm gonna manifest big things for this next year and so, um, yeah, I got down to business and then around that time there was something going on with some guy and I was, he said something stupid. We were supposed to have a date and I was like, yeah. that's it. I'm done with all guys. Like I moved a little chair out of my apartment and put a meditation cushion. I'm like, I'm going to meditate every day, all of January. I'm just going to focus on me. I'm not even going to focus on any guys. Like I don't care. Um, but then three days later, January 3rd, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm kind of getting lonely now. (laughs) And Andrew and I were talking. So I was like, you know what? He's a guy from my past. He's not a new guy. I'm not pursuing him. And he's probably still a mess. Like maybe I'll just meet up with him and we can just like hang out as friends. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like the first night he was like drunk out of his mind. I was like, what am I doing with this guy? No, (laughs) this is not good. Like I'm sober. I'm a year and a half sober. Right. And then, um. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving 
your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. The next day, he wanted to take me for dinner, but I was like, I don't know. But then the next day, January 5th, I was like, okay, like, kind of getting like bored again. I was like starting to kind of feel something because we were, we were still talking throughout those days and he seemed, mm-hmm. you know, coherent and stuff. So I met up with him and that's when he was completely sober. I messaged my mom. I was like, oh my God, I'm falling for him now. Like I, like I felt something for him mm-hmm. again. I was like, this is weird. I'm like, I don't know if he's good for me, um, but I just couldn't help the feeling. And then from that moment on, January 5th, um, we actually, oh, this is what happened. And on that day, we smoked weed and I instantly got visions. And I was like, oh my God, I just saw your life. You know, <laughs> you stop drinking. I see this beautiful life. I see you on the red carpet and booking all these things. Everything's so bright and sunny. And then I'm like, oh, like I literally saw his whole life flash within a couple seconds. Whoa. And if you were to keep drinking and I was like, oh my God, I see really bad things if you don't stop. So I gave him this like strong, because sometimes I'll get visions and messages come through. And so he listened to me and for the 11 days, he was sober. And he actually ended up at the end of those 11 days. And I stayed at his place Uh every single day. Like we were just like inseparable. And I, um, at the end of the 11 days, he went to LA for an event for, he's on a television show called Chesapeake Shores. Uh And he went there for the TCAs and he was sober the whole time. In January 14th, he called me because I was house sitting and dog sitting his, uh, his dog Bentley. Mm-hmm. He calls me from LA and goes, Carrie, you won't believe it. Everyone's saying like how, you know, I like, they can't believe I'm sober and it's, it's such a great thing to see. And they were just congratulating him. Wow. And he was just like blown away that like, he's like, if I would have been drinking here, you know, cause he was also on a spiral himself right. for the last like year and a half before I came back into picture. Mm-hmm. And so, he was just so happy, you know, that I came in at that, at that time to help him. Um, cause he felt like he could have blown it if he didn't get sober. Right. And so, cause he was going into the second season of the television show. So, um, what happened was January 14th, earlier that day, I was like, I swear I journaled about him in the past. And I went home, I opened up my journal and January 14th, 2014 to the day exactly. What? I write. Yeah, this is, there's so many weird things with, with this whole thing. Like, it's crazy. These aren't coincidences. I have, I, I actually, These are, I this is like, this is no, divine No, and I have it on my Instagram, actually. I took a picture of it. It's so crazy. Wow. And it says, 
I, I feel something. Oh, it was, it was, uh, explaining how I made a fool of myself drunk. I was like, I think I embarrassed myself. I called him so much on the weekend. Like, you know, and I called him like a million times and he didn't pick up. Like, <laughs> I just go on about this, like, yeah. And this journal entry. And then I say, I don't know what it is though. I feel something so strongly for him. Like he's everything on that list. And then I start rambling on about something else. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I got this really strong feeling. Andrew's my future husband. And I'm like, Aww. I don't know what, like we're not engaged, but right. we do have a business. So like, okay, we're basically, committed, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. But I was like, whoa, this is nuts. Like I didn't tell him that day, but yeah. he's like, we have like a special connection. That's when he knew that there, we did have something special. And I was like, okay, like I journaled about you, but I didn't say what exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, weird. I'm like, yeah, I, like I had a big crush on you. Aww. I gave him like, you know, bare minimum, but yeah, of course. Now he knows all of it. But yeah, it's really weird how a lot, like it's divine timing with all of this stuff and um, how things unraveled. It's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, I would say so. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot more forward. stories to it. Like I could go on for hours. <laughs> so you guys said you have a, you have a business together. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So how that came into play. Where do I begin? So we were, we had a, a couple of months when we first started seeing each other. It was a little rocky. And then we um, finally committed on March 7th. And so I moved in even before I was like, we were like really like full on committed. <laughs> Okay. So crazy. And so I was a month and a half in dating him. It was April 22nd. That's my birthday. And, um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a magical day. <laughs> it's a good day. Okay, this is when it happened. Okay, so a couple days before this, though, uh -huh. I saw him in his element, and he was, like, bulked up, ready to go for a second season of the television show, and he yeah. was, like, living his dream life. And I'm, like, I'm working as an account executive for a cosmetic line, and I'm this spiritual girl that's, like, I've always dreamt about my business, my dream business. I would write it in my journal along with my dream man. Mm -hmm. So I've always had this, um, you know, and especially once I got sober, I, I knew that this was my destiny was to be a healer, to help people, to mm -hmm. own a business that's going to help, you know, people in the same way that it helped me in my sobriety and stuff. So right. I just, um, I always wrote about it. And so I saw Andrew just like beaming and I was like, you know what? Oh, like I, I just... I felt this emptiness. So I just prayed to my angels. I was like, please align me with my dream business. Like I just, I didn't, I, I with manifesting, you don't figure it out. You just, you ask and you shall receive. Right. So I just prayed and um, within those days, I just let it go. And I focused on all the things around me that I was grateful for. And I, I, my phone, I, it's funny because I went back recently and I saw like screenshots around that time and leading up to it, I was taking all these screenshots of positive quotes and things I found on Instagram. And, and then, yeah, April 22nd, I was, um, we're on his couch <laughs> and, uh, that's when he got this like big message come through for him. And well, he had, he got an email from his landlord cause he was subletting the, his old apartment mm -hmm. and the landlord was like, you know, the guy that you're subletting, he's, he's moving out. And I wanted to turn this, this, this building more into businesses. Like, you know, I don't want you to sublet anymore. So either you open a business or you got to get rid of it kind of right. thing. And so then he, all of a sudden he looks at me and I remember looking at him, like, it's like, he, I could, I could see him like getting like a download. Like it was like a light bulb went off and he's like, let's start your business. And I'm like, uh, like inside of me, I was like, 
screaming with joy and like, holy crap, my manifest, like I manifested this in three days. Like I asked my angels, like, right. this is crazy. And, um, wow. but inside of me, I was like, okay, no, like I need five years. And I told him, I was like, I need I'm like for that. I, I always envision myself needing to start as a, like a one-on-one healer in a tiny little room with a massage bed. And I just build my clientele and then I build out outwards. I always thought it was going to be like that. Right. So when it came, when it was switched the other way, I was like, uh, like I need five years to get there, like to be able to be (laughs) confident owning like a business. Like, uh, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Right. But I was like ecstatic about it thinking, wow, like this is crazy how it happened so quick. Um, and then, yeah, that's how it happened. And he knew nothing about any of this. And he just completely, he saw how it's, it transformed me. Like he couldn't believe the different person that I was compared to what he remembered me as. Right. So, um, and the fact that he, I was helping him through it as well. And it was pretty easy for him. Wow. Like he got through so much of, you know, his own stuff in, um, in such a short amount of time, like every season, everyone from the show is like, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. He just finished the third season. Now in the second season, he was already, you know, he was sober, but he didn't have the meditation under him. And right. then now this past year from being open and him diving so deeply into the meditation and sound healing, he's just a whole other person. So much more grounded, so much yeah. more present in his role. Um, but so, don't you think yeah, like, he, pretty, pretty he cool. is very like open? Like he just seems like a very open. Oh, supportive. now he is. Yeah. Yes. And he's, he's more into this stuff than I am now. It seems like he's always <laughs> watching these, like, you know, inspiring YouTube videos about like all of this stuff. Like he, like Gaia, it, Gaia.com is like, yeah, go to, he watches all these videos and he'll like tell me all these things. I'm like, wow, like I'm learning from him now or before I was the one teaching him these, these kinds of things. So it's really, it's really cool to see his transformation. Cause in the beginning yeah. he's like, I don't know. Like I would, I remember buying him little crystals. And he yeah. was like so awkward. He's like, oh, like I don't know. What, what is this voodoo? But then it's funny because synchronicities. <laughs> mm-hmm. He went on the island and filmed the TV show, and you know his cast members were so spiritual. Some of the his cast members, Diane Ladd and Barbara Niven, who mm-hmm. uh, plays grandma and mom, and they were you know introduced him to all of this stuff. They they brought him into like a, a girls' night one night. He was the only guy. They had <laughs> a Reiki healer, and they pulled cards, and I was like, yes. That's amazing. Converting him, like, right? This is early on when we were starting the business, and I thought I was going to be, you know, solely focused on it myself, and he was going to be a little bit more separate. But he just started to become so much more drawn to it, and now we're both facilitating classes, which is awesome. What an amazing partnership! Like you guys sound like you have such an amazing relationship, and now this amazing partnership and business, like. Congratulations. That's really, Aww, really amazing. You. We still have our stuff cool. though. Like we all, you know, of we're course. still working through those those things. And it definitely, you know, for me, it's like, wow, you know, we all we're all carrying pain, you know, or everyone is walking around with some kind of pain. And um, you know, it's like our our past traumas will sneak up on us and it's mm-hmm. all about just getting our body back into that place of healing and balance and I find, you know, for me, I was struggling with borderline personality disorder for years and it always would be so heightened with a relationship. Right. Like I would really show it when I'm in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or if I was drinking, this would come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, awesome. Blah. <laughs> but it, that's what really, like, when he got sober and I had no excuse to get mad at him anymore, I was like, oh, no, like, if I keep going on how I am, like, now, now it's really my problem. So, yeah, and that's when I realized, like, oh, shoot, now I really got to heal myself with that. And so, like, I had just these, like, constant angry outbursts and it wasn't until I started to facilitate the sound healing was when I started to see big big changes and to be honest if I slip if I'm not focusing on my um, self-care routine I Mm -hmm. it will creep up on me so I have to continuously work on my mental health and you know go for the meditation and sound healing as much as I'm facilitating and um, you know meditate on my own Absolutely. Um, like as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, a, a process of it. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Like we were, we're very supportive. We're very, um, you know, relationships are hard. So mm-hmm. like all, all, you know, they can be, uh, they're always work. So, uh, it, what's great is we're, we're constantly wanting to work at it and we're constantly wanting, wanting to be better for the other person as well which is great to see because, you know, my past experiences, it's just you give up on, you're like, ugh, whatever, this is who I am. Or right. it gets to the point of like, okay, well, it's done now. There's nothing, you know, like the other person just gives up and then you got to pull shoot. So it's, right. it's good that we're, we're always wanting to be better. That's and awesome. That's why it's why it's working out so good. Absolutely. So just to wrap up here, what advice would you give to someone listening to this podcast, maybe considering getting sober or who is sober, what advice would you give to them? The advice I would give is face your fears. It is one scary ride and <laughs> I know I, I've been there. It's scary. It yeah. is like I've been there so many times. Like You take a month off and you tell yourself and you know, I, I hear people all the time talk about like, you know, I need to get sober, but like, it's just, there's always this apprehension to it. So right. my biggest advice is to just face it and be, I, there's a quote that I actually came across recently, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And it's, it couldn't be more true. Like I was so uncomfortable and I kept telling the healer that in my early stages of sobriety. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, this is all you've ever known since you were 15. Drinking was your life right you know this is such a normal thing so to take it out you do you feel so uncomfortable and it's like this oh and the anxiety that comes with it is Mm -hmm. just so intense so that's why it just it it takes when you become sober and if you're really wanting to commit to it Mm -hmm. it's the healing work that's going to change your life like Yes. Really finding that your tribe and, you know, people that are going to lift you up and you really need to surround yourself around the, the, the you know, people that are that are um, going to do that for you. Totally. You, know, you can't keep hanging out with those friends anymore and expect different results. It's Yeah, know, of course. Kind of. Yeah. So where can people find you? Where can people find Zenden? So where they can find Zenden, uh, we are located at 33 Water Street in Gastown. Okay. Um, we're hidden away, so it's a, it's a buzz 
uh, pound 1111. It's at the ninth floor, 903. Okay. Um, and we offer everything from meditation, sound healing classes, Reiki, cacao circles, um, and yoga. And we do private sessions as well. And I offer mm-hmm. private sessions to uh, work on one-on-one with people, whatever whatever they need to to work on and break down those those emotional and physical barriers that are in their way. So yes. I'll uh, work on them with emotion code, Reiki, or soul coaching. Okay. Um, and yeah, so the, the their signature classes are sound healing. Mm-hmm. People love to come for sound. And that, I would say, is probably the most transformative. Like people will actually even compare it to their ayahuasca ceremonies that they've done. Oh, wow. And I've been there too. And I've seen like, sometimes darkness will come up and you're like, why am I seeing this? Like, this is freaking me out. And it's just bringing things up to the surface to release. So sound healing can be, you know, relaxing, but it's also extremely, extremely healing. It's just bringing the body from a place of balance to a place of balance. So I like to, for my classes specifically, I like to incorporate more healing involved mm-hmm. uh, because it has helped me so much. So I'll do a guided meditation and a lot of the times I'll have an intention to work with as a group and some people will come out of it in tears and, you know, breakthroughs will happen. And um, if you come in with the whole, you know, um, amount of anxiety, you'll leave feeling like completely different. And it's like so much lighter and uh, definitely um, it's, a, it's a huge shift. Well, so that sounds amazing. I would definitely amazing. recommend. Yeah, you, you've gone for sound healing, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you it. know what it. I'm talking about. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you come from L.A. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. so, so much for sharing your story. Well, thank you. Thank you for wisdom. having me on. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, so, this is awesome. 44 minutes. That's my number. Woo! <laughs> I don't know about you, but... Those are some pretty intense coincidences. A little too coincidental if you ask me. Definitely check out Zenden Meditation if you're in Vancouver. I did and you will not regret it. The space, Andrew and Carrie, they're just amazing. As always, thank you so much for listening. I couldn't do this without your love and support. Please make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. And let me know how you like the podcast. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com, on Instagram and Facebook at asobergirlsguide. Have a great day!